You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, hello, and welcome to another edition of the ProcureTech Podcast, where every week we bring you everything that is fun, innovative, and exciting in the digital procurement space. And this week, we're actually bringing you 10 for the price of one in terms of cool new startups that we're going to be telling you a little bit more about. But just a quick note before we do proceed, this actually is going to be the last episode in series two of the podcast. We're going to be taking a short summer break and we're going to be back in September. And we've got a great series three with a new format planned and are also also well on the way to putting together a series four as well with some more fresh content. If you want to get updates on what we're doing there, then don't forget to join our newsletter. The link is in the show notes to be kept up to speed on what we're up to. So yeah, this is the last episode in the series and I wanted to go out with a little bit of a bang and to shine some light on some early stage startups who are making waves here in Europe. I recently attended Procurement Summit in Germany for the second time. I went there first of all last year. And Procurement Summit is an annual event that, COVID restrictions aside, of course, takes place every June in Hamburg, Germany. And one of the things that I love about Procurement Summit is that they have a startup pitch event which spans the two conference days and they do a few different pitches uh, for an hour and then um, they, they repeat that in the afternoon and then do it again the next day. So I think there are about 20 companies in total that we're pitching this time. And the reason I like this is because it just makes it a much more fun conference than some of the more formal and corporate events that tend to happen uh, in the procurement conference calendar. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not really my style. And I enjoy procurement summits so much more because of that. And where else do you get something something like craft beer brewed by one of the startups or even a Mario Kart championship on an original 90s Super Nintendo that one of the startups had as a competition at their stand? But Despite all of those things being good fun, we're going to dive in and give a quick summary of 10 of the startups that particularly caught my eye during the pitch event. And I also wanted to make sure that all of these startups are ones that we haven't featured before on the show. So as we're bringing you something completely new. So yeah, let's get started in no particular order of preference. First one that I wanted to showcase is Flowciety. And Flowciety, actually, and uh, congratulations to their founder and CEO, Sophia, uh, who I met a couple of times, actually, at the event. They actually won the startup pitch. Flowciety is a Berlin-based startup, which is all about data exchange and process automation across 
both internal departments and external third parties, i.e. suppliers. So what that does essentially is enable you to have a fully auditable trail, especially in procurement for things like the automation of the phase between purchase order release and delivery, which avoids the need for PDFs and emails when things like quantities or delivery dates change or you're sending purchase order uh, acknowledgements, for example, all of that can be automated and tracked in real time. It also gives you the opportunity to manage the supply chain and inventory across, for example, a subcontracted part of a manufacturing process, or if you're using an external manufacturing facility for your manufacturing. Particularly, I know this is the case in a lot of startups when they first get going that they don't have in-house manufacturing. Number two startup is Should Costing, and they're a Swiss-based company uh, that aims to make companies more competitive when they use their internal data more effectively. They are a data-driven engine that helps to estimate the cost of a product based on CAD drawings, specifications, and bills of material. And especially for manufacturing businesses, this is a really, really smart calculation tool that really takes it from the bottom up and provides a full-on cost estimation through taking uh, 3D CAD CAD designs, and then it will estimate the cost of raw material. It will estimate the cost changes per part uh, based on, for example, engineering changes, Uh, during the new product development process or based on commodity price movements, particularly in the very volatile world of commodity pricing that we're living in at the moment. It can calculate labor costs based on manufacturing process and provide advanced procurement analytics uh, and material grouping. Had a great conversation actually with their founder uh, at the drinks event at the end of the first day and uh, love what these guys are doing. Number three is HiveBuy. HiveBuy are also also from Berlin, and uh, they are essentially a source to contract and e-procurement solution, which is very strongly focused on process optimization for small and medium-sized businesses. And also, um, they've got a very uh, useful and very relevant solution uh, to the startup world as well. So what their solution does is support companies in budgeting, requesting and ordering articles and services for their business, um, while also enabling them to benefit from better purchasing conditions through some of the pooling that they're doing with pricing on some of the more popular catalogs uh, that their customers would buy from. Obviously, that's very dependent on the market. They're very focused on uh, Germany and German-speaking countries right now but I'm told that they are planning to expand. Uh, The software relies on an intuitively designed approval process, which then links departments and approval levels with a simple communication flow. You can do budget management in there. You can have control features that allow for a very transparent display and dashboard of budgets per department to enable teams to make decisions and remain in control. Um, They also have supplier catalogs, both as an external sort of punch-out facility, as well as being able to do a bespoke uh, internal catalog uh, within the system as well. And uh, they also, on some of the top-end plans that they offer, they also have a contract management uh, repository in there as well. So um, 
in a very popular and quite crowded niche, but they've put their own unique spin on it, which I actually find uh, quite interesting based on the market that they're going after. Number four is a Swiss startup from Zurich called True Ledger, which is a professional services management platform, especially around um, the concept of managing external workforce. So they they said in their presentation that 30% of human capital now are external contractors, and these represent 42% of the spend that a company has on its people on average. And the typical problems that you have there are that pro- projects are not completed within budget. There's a lack of transparency when it comes to the quality and the, de- and the delivery. So as opposed to some of the other external workforce management platforms that are more focused on audit and legal compliance, these guys very much focus on smart contracting as a way to reduce the total cost of ownership uh, of their external workforce. And quite rightly, they say it's uh, it's a better tactic and a better strategy uh, in terms of managing this category than just trying to reduce the hourly rate. So they have all different forms of control that they can do uh, with contractual con- uh, concepts to manage external labor. So they can do time and materials contracts. They can do like a cost ceiling or a maximum cost setup. Uh, They can do a standard contract. They can do fixed price. They can do risk sharing. And they can also do uh, a bonus malus concept in terms of the contracts that you have with external with external contractors. And that can also be both blue collar and white collar. So if, for example, you're a manufacturing business and have a lot of maintenance spend where you've got external contractors coming in, they also say that that's covered as well. And then that also flows through to things like automatic invoicing and uh, integrating into ERP to enable you to um, accept delivery of a service against uh, perhaps a PO that's been raised in ERP. So next is Lutza Analytics. Lutza Analytics is very much uh, focused on uh, industrial manufacturing companies, both uh, mid-market and higher end, more towards enterprise, because these often are low margin industries. And as they stated in their presentation, they often operate at under 5% EBITDA. And when 60% plus of a company's revenue is spent on external suppliers, What they claim is that they can deliver 7.5% savings on average that they deliver to their customers just by having better data and better insights that can create measurable value through both global market intelligence, having effective cost breakdowns of the products that they're purchasing. Again, this is focused more on direct materials, which then filters through to enabling you to have negotiation excellence in this field. Because especially in industrial manufacturing companies on direct materials, nine times out of 10, the supplier salesperson is a lot better informed about the market than the buyer is, sadly. And that's not usually because of a lack of capability. It's often just because of a lack of data and a lack of market intel. So they offer global data management, cost estimation, advanced procurement intelligence, as well as 360 spend analytics in this space, with a focus mainly on automotive, electronics, and retail as their key industry sectors. Number six This was an interesting one, and I actually had uh, a beer with these guys at an after event at the summit and managed to get get the insight on what these guys are up to. 
Procuros. Procuros is, um, they are based in Hamburg. So uh, they had a home game, as they would say, uh, at the summit. Uh, and they deal with the automation of B2B transactions, acting as a one-to-all platform, as a type of middleware that connects ERP systems to the end user, really to facilitate and automate manual processes that go through ERP into being digital workflows with a user-friendly interface. So they're uh, they're able to do an automatic data exchange directly from an ERP system and provide that through a self-serve interface for both buyer and stakeholder alike that they say is as easy as sending someone a Facebook friend request if they want, for example, a supplier or a stakeholder to collaborate with them or upload something uh, onto their platform. So again, all about user experience and making supplier onboarding and stakeholder adoption much, much easier than it has been traditionally in some of the legacy brand suites and also in traditional ERP systems. Number seven is a German startup in the supplier scouting category called Matchery. And they've developed a supplier scouting tool, which is simple and effective and brings unstructured, decentralized and diverse supplier information into a harmonized supplier search. And they do this through doing three different things. They have a web scraper, so, you know, the traditional web scraper, not traditional, but the, the, the existing technology that scrapes the web for supplier data uh, off of websites. They also uh, access publicly accessible data outside of the supplier websites, and they have an API which connects to uh, other systems that also is able to enrich that data as well. And then they take the data from all those three sources and use AI and machine learning to cleanse that data and categorize it and bring it into their matchery database. They claim that it takes five minutes to find suitable suppliers uh, for any specific category, uh, and they have 10 million structured data profiles. So if you're looking for a supplier uh, for a specific product or service, and you're maybe new to your category or you don't have a detailed database of potential suppliers, then that's potentially one that could help you. So number eight is Paxley. They're another German startup which is very niche focused on packaging spend. And they really wanted to create a a solution for sourcing and selecting and evaluating uh, bids and pricing and proposals in the packaging category. Because like a number of other different categories like logistics and marketing, it's very difficult to source packaging in a standard e-sourcing platform. So what they aim to do specifically in the B2C market where requirements can change very, very quickly and they have you know, additional requirements now for sustainability, they wanted to create a simple channel to buy packaging and to do sourcing, optimization, and bring in the market-specific data all in one solution with the goal, as they say, to halve the administrative work that surrounds tendering and all of the operational processes when it comes to buying packaging. Number nine is another solution like uh, Lortzer Analytics, 
uh, and like should costing that is very much focused on manufacturing businesses. And uh, number nine is Tacto. Uh, they are based in Munich and their solution is really an end-to-end source to contract and analytics portal uh, for direct manufacturing businesses, especially medium-sized businesses that are around 100 million euro and upwards in size. So they really focus on having an intelligent procurement operating system that helps to easily identify opportunities in procurement and then to realize them within the platform, covering sourcing, RFX, and as well as operational purchasing. And they also have a supplier portal, vendor portal, and analytics in their built-in as well. Their USP, what they say is that it's plug and play and that they and that you need uh, no high level of IT consulting or ERP integration to get the most out of that platform. And especially in the size of businesses that they're working in, then having a solution that can work outside of a major ERP system and do most procurement activity in that space, uh, I can definitely see the value of how that could be really, really useful, especially if a lot of users don't know how to get the best out of an ERP system. Then finally, number 10 is uh, another Swiss startup called Negotiation Intelligence. And this one was probably the most intriguing out of all of them because it was really a completely new concept that combined tech along with training to some extent around negotiation. So Negotiation Intelligence tackles the challenge of negotiation training. Specifically, you know, we've all been there. We've all been on negotiation training. Then we come back and we forget about it or you know, the handout that we got after the training just gets shut off in our drawer somewhere and we never look at it for another year. It's often difficult to put what we learn on training courses into practice from a static classroom environment into the real world. So negotiation intelligence aims to solve that. So they have, at their heart, they have an AI-driven core engine that gives live training. So that's the control part. Then they have built in role-playing negotiations into their solution, which is like the gamifying part of it. And then they also have an ongoing toolkit uh, to help participants or to help subscribers with their negotiation skills. So they combine the power of speech recognition as well as advanced data analytics with human-delivered coaching. So it is a hybrid of tech and actual delivered training. And what they say is by combining these three, it can make your face-to-face negotiations more data-driven, digitally guided, as well as being more transparent. And one of the really interesting things I saw from their presentation is that they can actually then have like internal league tables within a company of who are the most effective negotiators. So instead of somebody just being responsible for a specific category and managing that category of vendors, if you've got a couple of superstar negotiators within your team, but then other team members are better at other stuff like data analytics or um, or putting together presentations or doing strategies, then it can really help with the division of labor within a procurement team to get the most out of each individual strength. What they claim is that it reduces training time by up to 70%, as well as being able to leverage the best from the most effective negotiators within an organization. 
So they are the 10 most innovative uh, suppliers or startups that I met with and saw the pitches of at Procurement Summit recently that we haven't featured uh, in the podcast up until now. Uh, I hope it was useful. We're going to leave the links to their websites uh, and their LinkedIn pages in the show notes. I know most of these guys personally. So if you are listening to this and you think some of them are interesting, then reach out and I'm happy to facilitate a conversation with any of these guys. If you would like me to, it would be an absolute pleasure. And yeah, before we sign off, I just really wanted to thank everyone who has listened to series two of the podcast. We've doubled our average number of monthly listeners since we did the first series back in 2020. And I really can't thank all of you enough for listening to the show each week. I often say at the end of each podcast that there are a lot of procurement podcasts out there now, some of them producing more consistently in terms of the content than others. But certainly, you know, there's a good batch of weekly podcasts out there that really put out some good content. So I'm honored and humbled that you've listened to us over the past almost one year since we relaunched with Series 2. And I'm really excited what we've got in store, both for procurementsoftware.site, which is our directory website of procurement tech solutions that we're constantly adding to and upgrading, as well as Series 3 and Series 4 that we've got on our way for the ProcureTech podcast. If you're a solutions provider and you're listening to this and you'd be interested in doing a podcast episode where we bring you and a customer on to do a case study of a successful implementation, that's one of the things that we've got in the pipeline that we're going to be doing. That's probably going to be series four. If you're interested in doing one of those episodes, please reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation because we're putting together the content plan now and we're going to be recording during hopefully August and early September. So yeah, that's it for me, really. We can we will continue to focus with what we do uh, across all of our channels on new and innovative solutions, especially the ones that focus on mid-market businesses, because there is a lot of content and a lot of platforms or some platforms already that are really more focused on enterprise, whereas I see the growth and the innovation and the potential when it comes to greenfield digitization projects as really being for mid-market businesses. So that going into Q4 and going into next year is going to be our focus ongoing. Thank you once again for listening. Take care. Have a great summer wherever you are. Enjoy your holidays and time off if you're going to be in the be- on the beach or in the mountains. And I will see you back again in September. Bye for now. Bye.